This is Blind Like Me. Hello, everyone. Interviews, information, and reviews related to living with a vision disability. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been visually impaired since birth. He's been in radio for 30 years and also hosts the podcast Inside Today's Country. Tim has never let his lack of vision stand in his way. Hi, it's Tim, and thanks for listening to this week's edition of Blind Like Me. We thank you for following our podcast wherever you're listening from. And don't forget, if you have a comment, question, or a story idea, we'd love to hear from you. Info at timblackonair.com. Info at timblackonair.com. Drop us an email. We'll get back to you. This week on the program, I had the pleasure of speaking with two individuals who are working on an amazing project in the world of AI for the blind. This project is currently under development with the folks from Mira. We talk with Jagadish, who is here in Canada, and Hema, who is hanging out in the U.S. in California, and she works for Intel. Hema, welcome to the podcast. Morning, Tim, and I'm we're glad to be here. And uh, um, and let me give a quick intro on myself, and then I'll hand it off to Jagadish, who's kind of going to talk about the cool project um, that he started off with. And so let me start. My name is Hema Chamraj, and I am. Uh, the Director for Technology Advocacy um, and AI for Good at Intel, um, because there is, you know, technology has been an essential tool, at least as we as we come off the, this pandemic, right? That that's one thing is being clear. But how do we put it for good use? And at at Intel, we are very committed to kind of really creating this world-changing technology that enriches the lives of every person on Earth. And I I have this awesome job of uh, working on um, projects like the one that you're going to hear soon. Um, and, and again, I, I've, I'm very excited, uh, you know, for what we have in, uh, in, in these days, um, especially around visually visual systems that, uh, that are um, coming to life. And, and I let Jigdish give you the, the download on, 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 the, on uh, what that cool visual system is that he has developed. Uh, but before I hand it off to Jigdish, one more thing I would add is also that the the origin of uh, how this project came about, right? Um, we at Intel, you know, we, some very smart engineers were working on some computer vision um, projects at Intel way back uh, when in 1998 and decided that this should be going into an open source community so that we can get all the right minds to kind of collaborate. And, and since then, it, it has become what is called the Open CV organization that's now outside Intel, but that we closely work with. And, um, and, uh, and there was a competition last year around uh, spatial AI. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jagadish, you know, with his cool project, is one of our winners in that competition. And that's how uh, you know, uh, we have collaborated with him in this project through OpenCV. And so I let Jagadish introduce himself and then talk about the the project, that cool stuff that he's uh, developed. Excellent. Hema, thank you very much for that. Jagadish, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thanks for having me, Tim. Um, so uh, my name is uh, Jagadish Mahendran. I am an AI and perception engineer with a background in deep learning, computer vision, and robotics. So for the past few years, I've developed uh, perception systems for various kinds of robots. This includes uh, inventory robots and uh, kitchen robots. I am mm-hmm. uh, uh, deeply honored that my project, AI-based visual assistance system, won the grand prize at the uh, OpenCV Spatial AI Competition 2020, um, which is the world's largest competition in this domain. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks again for having me, uh, Tim. No problem. 
No, we're excited by this. So let's get into this a little bit. Uh, uh, first of all, Emma, I'm going to go back to you a little bit. Tell me mm-hmm. a little bit about the contest. What was it all about before we get into what uh, Jagadish uh, won? Tell me how the concept of the contest began. Yeah, you know, um, in um, uh, what we realize is in, in one of the things that Intel does, and I, people think of Intel as um, a chip maker, right? But mm-hmm. we do more than, you know, make chips. We We kind of develop software that makes the chips um, you know, uh, run better. Uh, but then we, one of the things that we really, really care is the the broader ecosystem. And so um, OpenSea, and we support a lot of organizations, like um, one of them happens to be OpenSea because it, it, it originated from Intel. Mm-hmm. And, but the fact that CV is a computer vision is like um, something that we are seeing has so many applications, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so we tend to kind of, you know, support organizations like CV on a regular basis. And the open uh, CV spatial air competition was um, created as a as part of this 20th anniversary celebration for this organization that was created that came into uh, being. Right. So as part of the anniversary celebration, we uh, we um, sponsored this uh, spatial AI competition, looking at where are areas that AI, you know, in in a, in a spatial manner, what are the different applications that are exciting and out there in the developer community that that we should be kind of you know um, bringing to light, right? And and that was the goal of the spatial AI competition because AI has played a role in many different applications, and this was one one place we felt like the technology was ready and wanted to see what what brilliant minds could put together. And so that was the the competition that Open CV actually um, envisioned, and we sponsored them. and And that's mm-hmm. that's that's about the competition. Mm-hmm. Okay. And AI, we're 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 hearing lots more about AI uh, over mm-hmm. the la- over the last while. It's becoming very prevalent in in our society now. Mm-hmm. It is, and and you know the and AI can be a very powerful tool, right? And but if we apply the right uh, guidelines on how we are using it, why we are developing it, who does it impact, and and does it impact it in a good manner, right? If we apply the guidelines, I think AI can be a very powerful tool, and especially for um, um, vision impairment, I think there is so many. Uh, places you can um, think of, you know, the, the technology is so ready that it can apply very easily to this problem. So, and and that's what uh, makes me a lot of excited. I, I will, I can get very excited, but I know we have limited time, but I'll let you uh, hear what Jagadish's uh, project actually really does and um, and how it can uh, impact, right, uh, the um, the visually impaired community. All right, Jagadish, uh, I'm excited now to, I, I mean, I know a little bit about what's, uh, what you're working on, but uh, let's, uh, let's take it from the start. What, what have you, uh, you know, what are you working on? Uh, so Tim, uh, like I developed uh, the AI-based visual assistance system as part of this competition. And, uh, and uh, this is one of the uh, 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 a good, good project where we are able to introduce the concept of so-called deep learning, part of AI, into uh, the world of visual assistance systems, mm-hmm. and we are able to do a lot of advanced tasks uh, like uh, uh, you know understanding traffic conditions uh, and also detecting elevational changes and detecting a lot of uh, objects, and uh, we are able to do a lot of things that uh, the existing uh, visual assistance systems cannot do, and mm-hmm. this is mainly due to the uh, the uh, technology from Intel, through which we are able to put this all this complex 
AI models onto a simple, uh, you know, uh, hardware form factor. So uh, thanks to the Intel technology, especially uh, the Intel's Movidius chip and uh, Intel's OpenVINO software. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about like uh, the the uh, the system. Mm -hmm. uh, so so the AI system is housed in a backpack, and uh, the sensors are placed in the vest and fanny pack along with the batteries that can last for eight, eight hours. Okay. And uh, the system is meant to be simple, wearable, and unobtrusive so that the user doesn't gain any unnecessary attentions mm -hmm. while walking in uh, a public place. Because mm -hmm. that's and, true. I mean, that, I'm gonna that, that is one of the things that there are other uh, devices out there that really do make people stand out. Right, and that's and that is, I I would say somewhat of a concern to some people. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, so so before we actually started developing this uh, project, we actually conducted interviews uh, to get the opinion from visually impaired people, and this was one of the major concerns uh, that is uh, getting a lot of attention while walking in uh, the public places and sidewalks. So mm -hmm. and uh, so this was one of our major focus, so that you know the user doesn't gain a too much of attention. Mm -hmm. So, with that in mind, uh, we wanted to keep the system, uh, you know, wearable and simple as much as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was able to walk in the downtown area without being noticed uh, freely. Uh, so, so, and, and also uh, uh, as we as we proceed, we'll also try to make it even more simpler in whatever way it is possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, continuing along with the system about the system, so uh, the system is overall powered by the Okti camera kit. Which is uh, uh, which runs on uh, Intel's Movidius uh, VPU, mm -hmm. which is an AI chip, uh, along with uh, Intel uh, OpenVINO software. Okay. So, and the system also has a voice interface mm -hmm. through which uh, critical updates are provided to the user. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, the the user can also engage with the system via voice command mm -hmm. uh, through uh, Bluetooth enabled earphones. Mm -hmm. The system will also uh, you know, respond back to the user with verbal information on, on how to safely navigate in the surroundings. Hmm. So this is the overall architecture of the uh, system. Okay. Now explain to me exactly how it works then. So you're strapping on the backpack. How is this improving the life of somebody with a visual impairment? So there's a lot of things going on in this uh, system. Uh, one is, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the OGD camera kit is a stereo vision camera, which means that it can also capture depth information. So, so let's say uh, the user gets closer to an obstacle. Uh, apart from the traditional image-based techniques, the image can provide just if there is an object or not. Mm -hmm. But with using the depth information, we'll be able to find how far this object is. And uh, based on this uh, certain critical uh, threshold uh, distance from the user, uh, the, pro the updates will be provided to the user. For example, let's say the user walks in closer to the obstacle, mm -hmm. the, the voice interface will provide critical updates like there is an obstacle within so-and-so distance on the okay. left oh, neat. or on the right okay. or on the front. Uh, and, and also the user can request for certain features like uh, if the user wants to know like what is surrounding them, right? Mm -hmm. So they can interact with the system via voice command and there is this particular keyword, describe. Once they use this keyword, the system will try to describe the environment by detecting objects around the user, and mm -hmm. it would start to convey this information 
in in a in a clock notation. For example, if there is a car onto mm-hmm. the right side, mm-hmm. this will be interpreted as conveyed as uh, car to one o'clock to the user. Right. Which is okay. This is the clock. You understand that, right? Yep, and if totally. A lot of people don't a, understand clocks anymore, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a it's a fantastic technique. Yeah. Uh, and if there's a person on the left side, it will be uh, like eleven o'clock or ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also uh, there are like certain features like once the stop sign is detected, like the system can detect various kind of traffic signs, mm-hmm. including stop signs, traffic lights, uh, pedestrian crossing, and so on. Mm-hmm. Especially with stop sign, when there is a stop sign being detected, there is this feature that gets activated which can detect the crosswalk. Isn't that wild? Uh, um, and apart from this, there is also uh, detecting elevation changes. We can detect like if there is any variation in the heights mm-hmm. and uh, and elevation changes is one of the dangerous situations, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It can be harmful. So these updates are also considered critical. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and meanwhile, like while, while the system can do a lot of things, right? The, the major focus is on providing the critical updates and reduce the continuous bombardment of the information to the user. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to do this because uh, in, through our interviews, we found out that like, this, this happens so commonly in the existing applications that you know the user is continuously provided with so much information, they are not able to focus on the app after a certain time. Mm-hmm. So, so, so our, our main focus is to like provide the critical updates. Mm-hmm. And if the user wants more information, they can request for it, and the system will be, able, will be able to provide more information. However, if there is any critical updates, like there is an obstacle in so and so, you know, distance, this will supersede all the other updates because this is more critical. Right. Okay. So, what are the, some of the other features that one could could request prior? You know, going forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So we also have a. A GPS system mm-hmm. on the, you know, embedded. Uh, so the user can save a certain location in their custom names. For example, mm-hmm. if the user goes to a particular location often, be it uh, let's say an uh, uh, ice cream shop, mm-hmm. they can save the location of that uh, uh, location as like you know ice cream shop, mm-hmm. and uh, this will be saved under that name. And uh, they can save a lot of other locations. Uh, let's say your friend's place, mm-hmm. right? And uh, uh, in circumstances where the user feels they're lost, they can they can use this uh, keyword called locate. Mm-hmm. And what this essentially does is that it will look for uh, the nearby saved locations. For example, let's say okay. the user close to this ice cream shop, mm-hmm. which is let's say which is like 200 feet away, it will start to list ice cream uh, ice cream shop 200 feet away and uh, friends place. Right. Let's say, Thousand feet away. Right. So you're giving you're giving more of a sense of of uh, security if that person is lost. They kind of have that that triangulation of of where they are. Then, right? That's right. That's right. And and the user will also be able to send their GPU locations along with images okay. uh, to preferred contacts. Isn't that wild? How have the tests gone so far? So so far, like I am the only person who've tested it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, and uh, we've already formed a team uh, called Mira, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a fantastic team with a lot of volunteers who wants to make positive impact in the society. And mm-hmm. uh, the team also includes people who are visually impaired. Mm-hmm. So we know what we are doing. Mm-hmm. 
So our uh, next step is uh, we're raising fund for our initial phase of uh, you know, our prototype testing. Mm. And uh, once we raise this fund, uh, the prototype will be tested by our own team members. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next step would be to scaling up our, you know, to the next next level of users. So basically, you guys have taken, I mean, your idea, you have taken everything that has been either put into a visor or a smartphone, and you've made it accessible now through a Bluetooth headphone uh, and in a backpack. Is that correct? It's it's not exactly that. Um, the the real uh, achievement in this project is that, you know, deep learning uh, is, is a pretty complicated technology. It is... Uh, Computationally very intensive. It mm-hmm. requires a specialized hardware, a lot of GPUs, mm-hmm. uh, money, power, mm-hmm. fans, and it has a lot of overhead. Uh, to 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 democratize this kind of solution, it's extremely hard considering mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the development made last few years because this is this is a recent technology, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So the achievement here is that using the technologies from Intel, like you know Intel Movidius chip and open you know, software, we are able to compress this entire complex uh, architecture uh, to a hardware that is like a USB stick you just mounted onto a, a laptop mm-hmm. uh, or, or any other small devices. You have this capability of uh, doing a lot of complex uh, deep learning uh, uh, you know, co- computations mm-hmm. easily. And, uh, and also, uh, as in turn, we are also able to reduce the cost and form factor, mm-hmm. and also feasibility and democratize, right? And mm-hmm. if you consider the existing solutions, you know these solutions use traditional computer vision without mm-hmm. deep learning, mm-hmm. uh, which are not very reliable. Like you know, traditional computer vision techniques, they they are good. Mm-hmm. But they they require the the environment to be controllable, mm-hmm. as in like you know the most of it is like hard coded or like hardly, you know, tightly uh, program. Mm-hmm. Let's say you program it for one place. The moment you get out of that place, uh, you cannot say for sure this is going to work. Mm-hmm. They work totally different. And that's where the contribution of deep learning comes, right? Because deep learning can understand more complex uh, representation and patterns and solve this, you know, complex problems of object detections and image classification, which is very complex, mm-hmm. you know, uh, computationally. Mm-hmm. And which is where the Intel products are playing an amazing role of compressing all these things and uh, put in a very simple form factor, which is cost-effective mm-hmm. and uh, and also very simple. And if I can add to that, right? Uh, yeah, I was thinking if I can add to that, Jagadish used the word democratized, and and it is that's exactly what it is, right? Like if you think about um, AI, it's it's a pretty complex uh, technology. Um, Tim is like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it's not been, if you look back a few years, right, it would have been very hard to even envision such a system in place, right, like to create this visual system that Jagdish mm-hmm. did, because it's really about bringing this complex thing that you would use in autonomous cars or, you know, or anything even simple as your um, uh, robots within um, that you have seen, mm-hmm. to bring that into something so small uh, that is, uh, in you know, that can be wearable, right, is the tiny, powerful AI chip that does all these functions um, is what makes it so feasible, right? For mm-hmm. uh, for this magic to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that that is where the the thing is that and that you're doing it at the at where the user is. It's not sitting in a cloud somewhere yet, right? It's it's right there, 
in in your proximity and mm-hmm. it is kind of helping you in real time so we we talk about the edge right like the i mean there is the ai that happens in the cloud and there mm-hmm. is the ai that happens at the edge and this is an example where you can really democratize ai by making it so simple having such low cost a low f- um, form factor right something that can fit that has no low weight um, mm-hmm. and so there's so many factors in here that makes it feasible today that was not possible a few years ago and so so that that is what where ai is and that's what makes it more exciting and and yeah i just wanted to add that no, you had a uh, question i did what well, i was about to say i mean but i exactly i like what exactly what you said there uh my question really to you is more of a it was a statement of the fact is how amazing do you guys at, at intel feel you know being part of something like this we are very excited right like i mean for us you, we kind of knew when we were building things right we knew that this is things would like this could happen we would we would uh, look at applications and within healthcare and say mm-hmm. you know this could this is possible right but to see to see it made into reality like this it kind of makes us really excited for what else is out there you know because it's again you know jagdish sat here he had a friend impaired friend mm-hmm. a visually impaired friend that he saw was struggling and and just went there and created this system all on his own mm-hmm. i mean that is the imagination that we need to tap into right that it, there could be so many more applications and that's what gets it excited as and how can we make this so easy that people can just plug and play and create this um you know new I mean, applications that were not there before. Yeah, I mean it's absolutely amazing. I mean, uh you know, for myself, I mean, I've been visually impaired in my entire life and to hear something about the uh, you know like this, uh what a game changer for people who are, you know, less sighted than myself who are say totally blind. Uh but even myself, I mean, this would be this would be something wild that, you know, could just totally help you in in any number of situations. Uh, and, and it just blows my mind that you know the technology has has come this this far, and we continue to you know see the advances in technology and and how things is changing. I guess the the other thing, Jagdish, is you know you uh, you you've tried it yourself. Uh, my question would be, as somebody who who would you know maybe use it, how much does it weigh? You know, is it cumbersome? I mean, I know you have said that you didn't want to make it. uh that people would would be notified you know or you know would be recognized if they were wearing it so what's the comfort factor of it um so i do not have a particular number for uh, weight as it's actually i didn't uh, weigh it mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but like, is know, it like car- is it like just carrying a backpack is there a couple of textbooks in the, in the back there or you know am i am i carrying a military pack <laughs> absolutely like carrying a textbooks um, okay. so it's it's like just you know you put your laptop inside and collect uh, you know okay uh, connect some usb sticks uh, uh, from uh, the, the intel movidius chip which looks like usb stick uh, right. and uh, and connect the sensors to the laptop inside and uh, and that's all about it and uh, currently our mira team is working on uh, improvising this uh, solution by actually making a custom vest mm mm-hmm. so that uh, you don't have to wear uh, you know the the backpack okay it is even it is even simpler and you can embed uh, uh the components inside so it becomes uh, a very even more easier to wear wow 
I, I, it just blows my mind. I think this is very cool. What is the, uh, I guess, the kind of the go day for this? Uh, where are we in, you know, the, where, as you say, we're still in the, in the development stages. You're, there's still a lot of testing. When do you hope to have this available for the general public? Yeah, like I said, uh, you know, our team Mira is currently working on uh, raising the funds. And uh, once we raise the fund, we'll have some money to do some initial prototype testing from our team members. And uh, once we uh, once we get this, I think the next immediate goal will be to get this prototype tested from our team members and make a list of uh, you know the problems and uh, if, if at all if there is any uh, critical issues and uh, mm-hmm. you know address from there. And eventually, uh, we will also uh, uh, aim for uh, a larger goal of uh, providing the solution for uh, a, a, a group of number of people. Mm-hmm. So, do we look at? Uh, are we looking a year away, kind of thing, or what? No, actually, we are about to launch the GoFundMe uh, in a matter of weeks. Actually, probably okay. a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, we are pretty close, and we already have a, a hardware for like close to two prototypes, and one is with me, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm currently working on a prototype uh, for uh, my mm-hmm. team member who is okay. in Seattle, and. But yeah, uh, but the goal is to get it uh, tested with uh, probably all of our team members who are mm-hmm. visually impaired, and then move on to uh, the other other rest of the people. And we also have requests from a few more people who mm-hmm. are interested in trying our prototype, mm-hmm. and we're really excited on how this is going to scale up, and we want to make a, a real good impact and provide a useful and simple solution. And uh, hopefully uh, make a positive difference in the visually impaired people. I think it's amazing. Now, one of the things that you did say when we were talking, you were talking earlier, uh, is you wanted to make this cost effective. And and that is one of the things that a lot of people have brought up uh, who I've talked to over the last couple of years about products for the visually impaired and the blind is the expense of it. Have you guys planned any idea of where you're looking at? Uh, you know, obviously we're, we're still far away f- from that, but an idea of what this would Possibly potentially cost somebody. Yeah, so uh, so you know, like I said, like in you know, our people, our team is uh, comprises uh, people from various backgrounds, especially people who are visually impaired. So mm-hmm. we are we understand the space really well, and we are also aware that the unemployment rate mm-hmm. among this community is uh, pretty high. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want uh, our mission is to make this solution uh, open source and free, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and as cheap as possible. And currently, this is just the initial prototype. And I think this one costed us around like uh, $800. Okay. Okay. And uh, which is based on our interviews, which we felt like it's still kind of under budget, but, you know, we still want to reduce it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the more cheaper it is, the more happier we are. Right. No, I understand. I I, I 100% agree with you on that one because... That's one of the things that uh, I think a lot of people uh, who are in the visually impaired and the blind community are are still very, very worried about is is all of these great pieces of technology out there, but then you're looking at shelling out thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, and I think uh, if you can make it more affordable and it gets into more people's hands, and the you know, then the better it is, right? Yeah, so that's exactly where I'm assisted by uh, our team members who are providing a lot of constant uh, you know, valuable inputs on how to make this simple and uh, cheaper and at the same time understand the the community, right? Mm-hmm. 
Excellent. Jagadish, I think this is absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait to uh, to see it uh, in action. Can't wait to you know, be able to try it if the opportunity comes out. I think that would be really fun to do it. Where can people find out more about what you're working on right now? miraguidance.com. Okay. Uh, you should be able to see our uh, team and uh, status and all the other information. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. Hema, is there anything else that you want to add to this? No, um, just uh, I think it was really nice talking to you, Tim. And I think we are we are really in a different, exciting uh, place right now for AI and what it could do for, for really the the uh, the visual impairment, right? To solve some of the big challenges that we have, mm-hmm. and at some other point we can share with you the other applications that we are also supporting. But but we are really excited for what Jagdish kind of you know did this and the 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 impact that it can uh, create for, for the community, right? So we are really excited and, and we'll share more information with you on your website to kind of, or your, um, we'll send you more information that you can put out. To yeah, that would be awesome. And as I say, if there's other things that uh, that you guys are working on, I would be more than happy to talk to you about those in, in, in future episodes and uh, and continue the relationship. But thank you very much thank for, for sharing yeah, with you. that. That's Thank awesome. You. Have a nice day. Thanks for listening to Blind Like Me. If you have a comment or suggestion about future casts, drop us an email to blindlikeme at outlook.com. Blind Like Me is a timblackonair.com production.